You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. What a beautiful, beautiful morning. Day. Yesterday was beautiful, about 75 degrees, 78 degrees, low humidity. Today, about the same these might be the best days of summer, unless someone likes it 95 with high humidity, which I don't. Do you believe it's almost the middle of July? July, what's today? July 15th, July 14th. Yeah. So tomorrow is the midway point of the month. It's like a week ago, Monday, was the July 4th holiday. It feels like it was just Memorial Day at the end of May, and we're going to blink it'll be Labor Day, so we can to enjoy each day as a gift from God, because it is going by too quickly. It sure is. And it, I'm seeing more and more people on the streets of Chicago, many more tourists, um, so it's, it's, it's getting better. But again, we have a great program lined up with this whole topic of continuing with COVID. And uh, again, our phone number, 312-255-8408. And with us this morning, back by popular demand, Dr. Edward Gordon, researcher, professor, historian, author, writer, choreographer. <laughs> I just think uh. this goes on and on. So, winner, winner of America's Got Talent this year. Exactly. Congratulations, oh, America's no, Got Talent. No, 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 no. And to Dr. Edward Gordon and his lovely wife, Elaine, who are very active parishioners at Cathedral. Edward, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. And How are you today? Good. You guys look good. Oh, yeah. Facts. You look terrific it's a beautiful there. day. Now, yeah. the last time we were on the radio together with this, uh, YouTube, we couldn't get you on the screen because you were having trouble right. with your uh, camera or your computer. But there you are today, and uh, it's amazing. And I was, in fact, I was talking to Edward on the phone last night. I gave him a call at the house there. And, um, and so we have a great program lined up. Edward, two parts today. We could talk with you from now until noon easily. Part one, update on COVID. Part two, the economy. And we've asked this to every time we've talked about COVID. If COVID were a baseball game, what inning are we in right now? The 12th. Okay, extra oh, innings. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it's really extra innings. And extra innings. And so... Here's the thing. Let me ask you, what is the latest of your research and findings regarding the whole pandemic at this point? Where are we at? Well, let's take the good news is the numbers here in Chicago are very low. So very few people are getting infected 
and uh, in the hospital. And that's good news. Uh, and the county is higher, the state is higher. Uh, across the United States right now, there are about 500 people a day dying from COVID still. Still 500. Now, most of these are older people and they're people that are not fully vaccinated and boosted. So uh, it still is with us. Uh, the daily case average now across America is about 130,000 people a day are getting COVID. And that's probably low because a lot of the self-testing that's going on is uh, not reported. Now, here, here's the thing, though. You, you have to remember something. If you're not fully vaccinated and you're over the age of 65 or even over the age of 50, that means you've had all the, you've had the two uh, vaccine shots and you've had the two booster shots. Right now, uh, only 28% of people over 50 have received their first, first booster shot. Oh, wow. which is incredible. Mm. Right? And only 34% of people over 65 have gotten their second booster shot. What's the delay? I want you to think about that for a minute. What's okay? the delay? What do you think the delay is on that? Why are uh, people they, waiting? They see the numbers are going down. Oh. People aren't wearing masks. Uh, all the restrictions are, are uh, dropping Lifting. away. And therefore, they think... Uh, it's back over. to normal okay and maybe some of them had mild cases already of covid now Greg uh, had... some experts estimate that 80 percent of americans have had covid in some form all right i mean there are some days guys when you wake up maybe you think you have covid mm. i think everyone feels that at one point you know but... edward there have been a few times in the last two and a half years in which i thought i had covid didn't but and here's the thing maybe i've had it and didn't even know it exactly but people think because they had that they don't have to worry about getting infected again or maybe even getting long-term covid you read you read about this a lot in the news here though is the big scoop the big scoop is that the omicron ba5 is highly infectious now, it doesn't seem to cause as many hospitalizations and deaths because more people are vaccinated. That's true. And now doctors can pres prescribe antivirals if you get it. However, right now, the daily death rate, as I said, has risen 26% over the last two weeks to almost 500 people dying per uh per week, all right, or per day. I'm sorry, that's that's uh, a daily number. Now, Edward, right? is this and the new variant? Is this that new variant you're talking about, that BA5? This is a new variant, yes. Called BA5? This, this is a mutation of the original COVID-19. Uh, and in some parts of the country, in LA, they, are, they have enough infection now that they are considering mandating wearing masks again indoors. That's in Los Angeles, all right? It hasn't happened yet, but they're thinking about it. Now, Edward, when did when did BA5 arrive in this country? Uh, it arrived about a month or so ago. It started in Europe and sp has spread, and in China. 
And highly, highly so contagious. Highly is highly infectious. It doesn't seem to be quite as deadly, but the point I want to make to all our listeners is if you're over 65, get both those booster shots. All right. That is the best protection you have. You may still, you can still get COVID. I know people who have had COVID that are fully boosted, but it's a mild case. If you don't get fully boosted, you are running the risk, particularly if you're over 65 and if you have other medical conditions, you're overweight, uh, you're diabetic, you have Parkinson's or other issues, you're running the risk of hospitalization and, and in some cases, potential death. Now, Ed, what we about, what, what about, I'm sorry to interrupt you, what about no, um, that projection that we keep hearing that the fall, we're gonna, this coming fall, we're going to get be getting hit with? Well, let's say right now we didn't have COVID. Let's say I said I got on here and we were just talking about the nation's health. And I said to you, we have 500 people dying a day from the flu. You'd be shocked. Mm -hmm. You'd say, oh my God, what's going on here? Well, think of it any terms you want. Maybe I should say we have 500 people dying from the latest version of the plague. Is that going to get people to get vaccinated? Hmm? Okay. Now in the fall, when people come go indoors, the chances of the virus spreading more is far greater. Today, Elena and I are thinking of going to the Art Institute to see the latest exhibition. We both have agreed we're going to wear our masks mm -hmm. inside the Art Institute today. Why are we doing that? Because we're lunatics. No, I don't want to get COVID. I'm fully boosted. I'm over 65, but I, I don't want to run the risk. Why should I run the risk? All right. So uh, see, along those lines, in the, fall, I, I, in the fall, there will be another booster. There'll, there's going to be another vaccine. A third right booster. Now, uh, there, is, uh, there are new vaccines uh, being developed uh, to counter uh, these mutations of the original COVID. Now, Edward, I have right? to ask this question. I still read articles today from the other side that says, don't get vaccinated. The boosters have unknown side effects that may not kill you, but hurt your body in the long run. So there's still mm -hmm. not consensus in the nation regarding vaccine shots, regarding boosters. I know two or three people who refuse a vaccination or booster because it's no good for you. It's unknown. I'm not going to be a guinea pig. So how do you counter that argument when they refuse to get vaccinated or boosted because mm -hmm. it's not good for my body? Okay. Now, over a million people have died in the United States from COVID. Let's say we didn't have any vaccines. How about two? How about three million deaths? Mm -hmm. hmm? Now, when you were a child, you had to get vac vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Correct. For different things. All right. Did some children have adverse reactions, a rash? or other reactions. Uh, yeah, maybe one in a hundred thousand or one and a half a million. All right. Uh, I talked to nurses who refuse to get COVID shots 
and, and the reason they give is they've seen the people who have had bad reactions to vaccines over their career. So I asked them, well, of the thousands of people that you've seen had bad reactions, how many did you see got really badly sick from it? And they say, well, not that many, but it's not perfect. All right, you're gonna drive to work today. What's your chance of getting killed on the highway today? It's a lot greater than getting sick from a vaccine. Wow. I can tell you that much right now. Wow. Now, what so about if you want to run the risk, if you want to run the risk, nothing is perfect, but if you want to run the a greater risk statistically of getting sick and potentially dying or getting along COVID and being sick for a long time, then don't get vaccinated. Right. We're going to take a little break at a WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. When we come back, we're talking with Dr. Ed Gordon. I want to get your uh, um, opinion and on the little ones being vaccinated. I want, I want to hear where you are on that and uh, let our listeners hear where you are. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities offers a wide variety of volunteer opportunities to those who want to share their time and help us serve people in need. Whether it's stocking the shelves of our food pantries, helping refugees learn the English language, tutoring school-aged children, becoming a mentor to young adults, sorting clothes in our clothing rooms, serving hot meals to those who are facing homelessness, or delivering meals and making cards to lift the spirits of our homebound seniors, we are deeply grateful to all those who want to join in our mission of mercy. Volunteer opportunities are updated weekly for people of all ages at ccofchicagovolunteer.com or just call us at 312-655-7053. That's 312-655-7053. Thank you for helping us follow Jesus' call to serve our neighbors in need. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. 
Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. back. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi here, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic, Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Dr. Ed Gordon, uh, historian, researcher, author. Before the break, I had said I'd like, Ed, your opinion on the vaccination now available for our younger folks. Where, where are you on that? Let's go back a few years when I was in school. A few years. And let's let's talk about <laughs> yeah, a few years. And let's let's talk about getting polio shots. Yes. I remember when I first got my polio it shot, it was a cube, like a sugar cube. Mm -hmm. And then later I got a shot. Now, how well researched were those uh shots, that polio vaccine? Well, they just come out. There was polio crisis raging across America in the 50s had happened in the 40s. That's when our former Archbishop Cardinal uh, Francis George got polio. As a boy. He had it for the rest of his life. Brace on his leg. They didn't have a vaccine. How safe were those polio vaccines? They were safe. They saved a lot of kids from an iron lung or getting polio in other parts of their body. What about now? The polio vaccines are safe for children. The biggest problem we've had, and most parents listening to me today will say, my Lord, I want my kid in school. I don't want him sitting at home. A recent study showed that 65% of children learn substantially less with schools being closed and them just being, uh, you know, with e -learning. remote learning, yeah. all right? So uh, I think the polio vaccines are safe. I think you should get your child vaccinated. 
We want children in school. Parents want to return to work. So I highly recommend that we do this. And I'll tell you why. If a child gets the latest variation of COVID and they pass it on to you and you're not fully vaccinated, you run a much greater risk of serious illness and death than they do. Interesting. The worst case scenario, now, and, I, and I want to underline this now, I don't want people to panic, but I want them to understand what we're dealing with here. Worst case scenario, if we ignore this, these mutants, mutations, I'm sorry, and don't take precautions uh, when Moderna and Pfizer bring out in the fall a another booster shot, we ignore that. We could see another 100,000 Americans die over the next year. Wow. This is wow. a real threat. It's not a myth. Everyone talks about the terrible shootings going on across America. They're tragic. Well, this is something that you can prevent mm -hmm. from happening in your life by taking the necessary precautions, particularly by getting vaccinated. Edward, a question that is, uh, is many people have said, you know, COVID is here to stay. It's a new form of the flu. Is this just something we have to get used to in terms of a mutation, another mutation? You've had COVID, you've had Omicron, B5, B12, B25. It's not, it's not, it's not <laughs> all these numbers and all these mutations. Right. Is it just going to keep mutating as we move forward. Well, I ask you this. Will the flu just keep mutating year after yeah. year? I guess, yeah. Will you get a flu shot? Mm -hmm. Now, why is this happening? Well, you know, the whole world is awash in this, in this virus, in this plague. It's a plague, folks. I'm sorry, but that's really what it is. It's killing a lot of people. And in many other countries, they're not being vaccinated. So the, the chances of this disease mutating into new variations is still very great. Now, of course, it can mutate into a less threatening variation, all right? That can happen too, but we can't ignore it. We can't ignore it. The question, no. and if you're and if you're older, particularly if you're older, it's stupid to ignore it. Now, some of you just said, Edward, how come the Spanish flu in 1918 disappeared, and COVID has not disappeared? And there was no vaccination in 1918. But after two years, and I know a lot more people died. Uh, is that the answer? Yeah. Uh, in the end, it burned out. I mean, you want you want herd immunity. So as I said, we had a million Americans die. If we didn't have a vaccine, how about two or three million? And would it would have died out? Would COVID have died out? I mean, that's the cost. Is that the cost we want? If COVID, if we had no vaccinations or boosters, would it have burned out by now? But in terms of say three, four, five million Not people dead. Not necessarily, no. Wow. Remember the the um, the Spanish flu started in 1918. It didn't really end until 1920, 21. No. Okay. So again. There's no way to, this, look, this is real. This is not something 
that Dr. Fauci and the pharmacists cooked up to make billions of dollars. That's garbage. If I really believe that, and from all of the data I get around the world, and talking to physicians who are experts in immunology, and they're not all on the hook. You know, they're not being paid to hype this. This is reality. It's ugly. It's sad. It has disrupted everyone's life. We all know that. I think I have more gray hair than I had before. I, I look have, at you, have, uh, Father have, Greg. Have. You have a few more gray hairs than you have. <laughs> ah. look, at, look at Mark Teresa. Mark Teresa has no hair. Yeah, I know. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, no. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Well, we're working on that for you, Mark. But thus far, the research isn't too good. Anyway. And let's get, um, I'm going to get your opinion um, to our listeners on coming back to HNC. Where are you with that? And then what about people coming back to their parishes? Uh, well, uh, if if you feel threatened and you're older and you go to mass, wear your mask. Mm -hmm. When I distribute communion as a Eucharistic minister at Holy Name, I wear a mask. Why do I do that? Well, I'm coming in close contact with a lot of people, mm -hmm. and I don't want them to get my germs. All right. Um, my wife wears a mask when she's in Holy Name Cathedral. She feels more comfortable. And, and to be quite honest with you, very soon we may be strongly, in fact, already the CDC is encouraging people across the country to wear a mask indoors. Mm -hmm. Well, right, right now, right now, in the Archdiocese of Chicago, those who are ministers of communion, laity, deacons, priests, were being mandated during communion to wear masks. So right. during communion, I wear a mask, especially on the weekend where there's hundreds of people. Uh, right. it's, it's, it's not an option. No, it isn't. So we'll look, if these things happen, this is not a conspiracy to for take away your freedom. This is to help you to stay healthy and not to die. How is that? You want freedom or death? Give me a liberty or give me death. Well, which one do you want? Mm -hmm. You want to fly in the face of reality because you don't like it. So, uh, so what about? You know, I, I think I don't that's where we're at right now. What about the folks? And I'm not discouraging them from doing it, but the folks that are well and sitting home on Sunday morning watching the Cardinals Mass where they could be coming to church. What, what do you say to them? How do you encourage I think they them? should put their masks on and come to church. Yeah. I, That's I, I, what I, I, I say. Friends of mine unless, say. again, unless they're at high risk mm -hmm. and they're not vaccinated. If they're fully vaccinated and boosted, wear a mask and come to church. But I've had people say I'll to me, you, Edward. You know why? why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why now. Because the grace of God that you will receive through the sacrament of the Eucharist is important. There are so many negatives right now in our life. There's so much fear in our world right now. You need to be boosted by the grace of God. Come, it will help you. Amen. Well, it's a beautiful way to end this segment uh, of our program, WNDZ, 750 AM. 
Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg is looking f- for someone on the phone to come and talk to him. Uh, we'll be yeah, back I with, hope so. We'll be back with Dr. Ed Gordon after a little break, and we'll continue this discussion and move into discussion about our economy, not only our national economy, but how that impacts the church right now. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. I can't imagine myself going into any other school. Our school fosters growth by being a backbone to our family. My kids are incredibly well-rounded. I see a lot of kindness in them on a daily basis. One of the things I think Catholic schools do well is personalize the learning experience. You can hear joy in the classrooms. I feel that like I'm happy that I am in this kind of school. Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artschicago.org slash findaschool. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 
888-888-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Dr. Ed Gordon, historian, researcher, author, good friend of ours and Holy Name Cathedral. Father Greg, you had a question. Yes, uh, first of all, thank you for the first half, Edward. I mean, you are spot on. You don't mince words regarding the pandemic and people still, it's it's not over, folks. Mm-mm. The part two, something that touches all our lives, is the economy. Now, one of your you've got so many areas of expertise and being an economist and the economy is one of them, Edward. So where is the state of the economy today in our country? Well, as a historical economist, it's rather ironic today that we're having this broadcast because today is Bastille Day in France. July 14th, 1789, the, the French in Paris stormed the Bastille, which was their symbol of the monarchy. And one That's of the right. things that motivated the people at that time to start the French Revolution was inflation. They had tremendous inflation in France. And today, we have the highest inflation since 1981. If you look on the uh, front pages today of the uh, Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Financial Times, Chicago Tribune, they all have that as a lead story. Tremendous inflation is going on right now. Now, at the same time, the Fed is starting to raise interest rates, which have been, as we know, at historic lows for a long, long time to counteract the COVID disaster, right? And now they're starting to raise interest rates. And they're also selling, there's not buying any more treasuries, which they were doing in order to pump more money into uh, the economy and stop things from freezing up and they were loaning money the government was loaning money salaries and other things all right now that has come to an end what we now see is the effect of a lot of money chasing too few goods and services and on top of that we now have the war russia invaded the ukraine as an aggressor nation attacking a Another nation, the Ukrainians are not Russians, even though the Russians seem to think they are. And that has caused the fuel crisis. And many of us remember in the 70s when we had the oil crisis. Remember that? Correct. I mean, I used to fill up my gas tank for $29.9. Five bucks would give me a tank of gas when I was in college. What's the price of gas now? It's come down a little bit. Edward, I remember. Here's, Here's a quick story. In about 1969, got my driver's license. I was 16 yeah. years old, and I said, Mom, I'll, I'll run any errand you want, any errand. I just want to be able to drive. So I'd go to Jewel, get a loaf of bread. I remember once yeah. in late 69, she gave me $1 and said, Greg, go get me a dollar's worth of gas. And so I got like over three gallons of gas for $1. Mm-hmm. That's I'll right. Never, I'll, never, I'll never forget that. I, I, put, I put a dollar in the tank. <laughs> well, remember this, though. That dollar today, because of inflation, would be worth 
three to four dollars. I know, but wow. you know, Greg asked me to take his car and fill it up, and he gave me a dollar last <laughs> week. I said, <laughs> I said, you better raise his salary. That's all I can say. That's interesting. All so right, a so, dollar back so in what's happening is now, four dollars today. What's happening yeah. now is interest rates are going to go up in order to tamper down this in this huge inflation rate. That's what the Fed is, is doing. And right now, the dollar is strengthening against all the world's currencies. The euro, if you were going to Europe, last time I was in Europe, it was about a dollar 30, 38 to our dollar. So it was another 38 cents to equal their euro. Today, it's even. It's at parity, all right? Now, the dollar is a reserve currency. It's the only reserve currency internationally. So when we raise interest rates, it has an effect on the whole world. So our dollar now is king against the euro, the pound, the yen, all of these. And in some ways, what this means, since... Uh, countries pay for their petroleum in dollars. We're exporting a lot of our inflation overseas. We did this in the 70s, it's happening again. But now within the US, what's happening is people are suffering from huge price increases in gasoline, food, rent, taxes are going up uh, and it's wiped out the people who got that $15 minimum wage, well, now uh, I'm on the board of directors of a business and, you know, 15 bucks, they want 19, 20 bucks mm -hmm. to come to work for us. All right. So we have a shortage of supply. Go to the airport. It's chaos. The airlines are raising prices. They can't handle the influx now as more people are traveling. Why? Well, they have the airplanes, but they don't have the pilots. They don't have the, the flight attendants. They don't have the luggage handlers. Why is that happening? 70 million baby boomers are retiring by 2030 over this 2020 to 2030. In fact, this year, more people will turn 65 than ever in the United States. Interesting. And will retire. Okay. Now, I just had my annual physical with my doctor. I was asking him, how are how critical the shortages? He said, well, more of the nurses have retired. Mm -hmm. Many of them burnt out because of the huge surge of COVID patients in hospitals, and they just quit. Hospitals are offering bonuses of $40,000, some of them, for to sign a two-year contract for a nurse. They're so desperate for nurses. We just saw two ads on this broadcast for the Catholic Charities and for Catholic Education. There's a huge shortage of teachers. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, folks, they're getting older. And number two, some have died from COVID and some are afraid to teach because of COVID. 
and we just have a shortage of people going into the teaching profession. So we have across the US, there are right now in our estimate, about 14 million vacant jobs. Now, half of those jobs don't require a college education. They're carpenters, uh, bricklayers, electricians. They're people who uh, can put a plane together for Boeing. They're a lab technician. They need a certificate or a two-year degree maybe, or an apprenticeship. And the other half do. So you have all these boomers leaving. And now you have, and that's a huge number. How many people are entering? Well, when I graduated from college, the workforce grew for, by 2.6% every year. It's now growing at 0.4. Mm, interesting. Think about that for a minute. What does that mean? That means we have fewer people entering. Now, as Catholics, we could say, well, why is that? Well, there are not enough babies being born. I mean, how many since since abortion was approved, how many babies were aborted that today would be in the workforce? Millions. Okay. Now, the other thing is the jobs that we have, there's more and more technology. How many basic skill jobs do we have out there? Well, right now, it's maybe 27% of all jobs require only basic skills to do it. So if you read at the eighth grade level of reading comprehension, that's okay. Well, how many jobs does the Archdiocese of Chicago have right now they can fill with an adult with an eighth grade education? Uh, not too many. No. Not too many. So we're caught here. You have a huge number retiring. And unfortunately, you have a smaller number entering and not enough of them are equipped for where we're at now, which is the fourth industrial revolution. No, and that is causing wage inflation. No, what I'd like to do so, is, is take a little break, right? take a little break. But when we come back, I'd like to ask you the impact in terms of parish. So executive director, I'm at Holy Name. How do you plan? How do you plan? for a future um, that sounds, you know, insecure in terms of a future in peace. Why don't we talk about that after we take a little break? WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy will be back with Dr. Ed Gordon in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger, to our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways, to our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit, from servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food, and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi here. By the Three way, um, uh, Michael May, great voiceover on the commercial, nice voice. 312-255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're having a wonderful, very informative, insightful conversation with Dr. Ed Gordon. Again. Yeah, historian, researcher, <coughs> author. 
very contemporary in terms of the data that he's examining. Here's the question for you. So Executive Director Holy Name, we built our budget last year for the upcoming year on where the environment was. We anticipated a few things. Um, how different is our budget going to look from your perspective in terms of what we're moving through in terms of inflation? And I'll just say, I'll frame it this way. So my wife and I have been married 41 years. We don't. We work for the church. We don't have a lot of money, but I got a statement that said, here's what you lost last month uh, in your investment. It was a pretty significant figure. So how should we be planning? Okay. Well, remember now, when the market goes up, everyone is happy. When the market goes down, people start grinding their teeth. Mm -hmm. The economy, what you've seen, the market was in many ways way overvalued mm -hmm. and was due to come down. You see that happening now due to a variety, a variety of reasons for it coming down. The people in the economy who have more skills are better able to ride this out. Now, the people who are now retiring and want to rely and draw on that money, they're getting it in the neck, mm -hmm. short term. Will the economy improve? Yes. How fast will it improve? Well, that's what we can discuss, how, how to improve that. There are many factors now involved here. The war, COVID, violence, political unrest. So it's more than just straight economics. Mm -hmm. As an economic historian, it gives me some additional tools to look at this a little more broadly than just numbers. But let's let's talk about what's ahead mm -hmm. what's ahead is this the economy is going to continue to introduce more artificial intelligence across all business sectors that's not going to change i just read an article the other day that was talking about what's going to happen in warehouses because they're having a hard time hiring enough people. Mm -hmm. Well, the robotics now and the power of the chips, what they can do within five years, there are some predictions that there will be very few people working in warehouses because the robots will be able to do much or almost all of the labor that's now done by people. And the people there will be running the computers and controlling the robots and fixing the robots and programming the robots and managing the robots, but they have to have the human intelligence to do that. Well, what about all those jobs? If you have a job in a warehouse right now, are you gonna have that job in five years? No. Well, those jobs are at risk. Well, what can you do about that? Well, you can invest 
And what people need to do, employers need to do, including the Archdiocese of Chicago, is invest in your human capital and the people that work for you. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. People are going to need more skills, not fewer skills. And at the same time, you know, you have that, uh, you had a wonderful commercial and a little, little girl saying how much she values going to a Catholic school where she feels safer. The teachers seem to be more dedicated. Her parents are very supportive of her education. They're investing in it. Let's take a look at the whole food. Let's take a look at the whole chain here. Are we going to need more better educated adults in the workforce by 2030 than we have today? Yes. There's no way around it. Okay. So if parents make education a higher priority, even if they don't think and their son or daughter doesn't want to be a lawyer or attorney or a doctor or, or any of the uh, higher-end prestige professions, they're still going to need some form of post-secondary education to get a decent middle-class job. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. So the Catholic schools prosper because many of those parents support pushing their kids' education and making sure they do their homework, value reading, et cetera. Edward, I have a question. Reading is the most, and reading is the most important skill anyone can ever acquire in their life, whether it's numbers or letters. That's right? true. Edward, a quick and question. And teachers, and teachers too, we need better trained and educated teachers because children need to learn more, not less. Okay, now, Edward, here's a question, and that is I've talked to many people who own restaurants. Yes. And they can't get help in the restaurant because they'll come to work for two or three days, quit, stay at home, collect checks, unemployment checks. So they're saying, why should I work when I can stay home and collect checks? So what's, what is that whole facet regarding the economy where <clears throat> you go to work for two or three days, you quit the job, you collect unemployment, right. you stay home? I just don't know that system What's going on there? Because how is that helping the economy? It isn't helping the economy. What we're seeing are people who are reconsidering what they have done in service jobs. And they, many of them, want they don't want a service job anymore. They want a, another type of job. But on the other end, too, you have to realize that the service jobs of today are far more complex than the service jobs of even five years ago as, as um, what they're asked, the customer service skills of a baby boomer versus a X or a Y. What kind of training are those waiters, persons getting to do those jobs? Very well, little. You know, and, and when you had said earlier, you're talking about you know, different companies, what they need to be looking at in terms of education and training, and you said, yes. and the archdiocese. Yes. Talk about that a yes. little bit. You know, as a good, solid um, Catholic and an yes. educated churchgoer, what do we need to be looking at in terms of the church? I think 
in all honesty, the, the crisis of faith that we see in religion today because of postmodernism is rattled the cages of many Catholics who have a very hard time understanding their beliefs and defending them. Mm -hmm. I think it is incumbent upon all of us who are involved in teaching the Catholic faith to do a better job doing it. I'm a historian. Uh, you both know that. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy doing programs for lay people and people in RCIA about the history of the Catholic Church and where our, do our dogmas and doctrines came from and the lives of the people in the church, the saints and the sinners in the church mm -hmm. over the past 2,000 years. So when I talk about more training and education, part of it is better mastery of the skills they need now to reach out to children as well as adults, as well as non-Catholics, so that we have a better chance to defend the faith against the evils of postmodernism. And I say they're evils because they belittle history, theology, philosophy, and they relativize all moral systems. Mm -hmm. And also, too, the idea of community and the fact that we're here to serve others. We're, the answer is not me, 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 and more me. The people who work in the church are trying to help other people and give a sense of spiritual values and community through the Catholic church. Yeah. That's what Catholic charities and the Catholic school system is all about. Edward all employers and all employers need to train and retrain their workers, right. not just the Catholic church. Right, right. I just, everyone. Well said. Edward, we need to bring the program to a close. You've been an outstanding guest again in the whole area of COVID, the economy. You'll be certainly back on the program again soon. I've been listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. So special thanks again to Dr. Edward Gordon. And uh, give our high warmest regards to your wonderful wife, Elaine. Special thank mm -hmm. you to uh, Mark Teresi, co-host. Thank you. Special thanks to our two men in the booth over there, Michael May, Javi Garcia, producer, directors, choreographers in the booth over there. Thank you to both of you. To our listeners, may God bless all thank of you. Keep enjoying the gift of summer one day at a time and go to church. And Greg will see you at the Art Institute. At All right. Right. Okay. <laughs>